The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com, and I'm delighted to be on the show today uh, talking with my guest, uh, Michelle Clark, about getting into flow and how to put yourself, your team, your business into flow to achieve far more. Now, I just firstly want to say thank you to Matt Crabtree for the excellent show last week on, on business growth. And as I say, today we're going to focus about getting into flow and really what this means and a system that I have personally found hugely valuable. So I'm really, really excited about doing this show today. Now, I found myself a few years ago asking myself questions like, you know, how do I develop a business that is really aligned with me, uh, really enables me to achieve more? And I don't know if you've asked that sort of a question of yourself, or maybe you're asking questions like, how do I build a career around doing things that I really enjoy doing rather than those that sap my energy? Or wondering how I can, you can compensate for perhaps uh, with other people around your own shortfalls. Um, also, maybe, you know, how do you develop a business strategy that really works around your strengths or the strengths of your team? Now, I had all of these questions spinning around my head a number of years ago, and a, a wonderful mentor once shared with me the concept of understanding personal flow and the importance of developing your strategy around this. And she said to me that it was a brilliant system that would really help. Now, we went through that process and one short test, an excellent debrief and a period of reflection and application for me. And the outcome was Be More, Achieve More, a a brand that sits neatly alongside my corporate people development brand. But without this work, this brand and actually this show just simply would not exist. Over the last few years, I've shared the system with many of my corporate and Be More, Achieve More clients. In fact, I've been quite an advocate for it. And it's been a a wonderful tool in my toolbox. But not only that, and the reason for it is because, A, I had the great success with it personally, and then also my clients have found it hugely, hugely valuable. So what we're going to do today is share probably the most insightful system available for enabling conversations that transform entrepreneurial and corporate team performance And I'm therefore delighted to welcome Michelle Clark to the show. Michelle has an amazing CV and has been heavily involved in the creation and leading of what uh, is called Talent Dynamics, which is a new organizational version for the more entrepreneurial focused wealth dynamics that I first applied. 
Uh, Michelle is the former head of leadership development at Marks and Spencer. She was responsible for their moving to Germany and developing the national leadership team there for future expansion. She then built her own business, combined it with speaking, writing, performance consulting, and used um, this system to facilitate team and individual success for her clients. Uh, Michelle became head of an international social entrepreneurs network. She built global teams. She's worked in developing leaders in 22 countries, 55 cities. She's done global transformation projects. Uh, She's uh, been involved with the launch of charities um, into the UK. Uh, She won um, Excel Nations Director's Choice for Leadership in 2010. She was runner-up out of 3,000 people in their global initiative. Uh, She'd been nominated for the Inspiring Women Award and is... UK's leading expert on the talent dynamics pathway. The other thing I'm just going to briefly mention is that I actually would like to help some of the guests on the, on the show experience this. And therefore, I'd like to make a limited offer to actually help some people at a really, really modest investment, a tiny fraction of what I would normally charge people to work with me. However, what I'd like to do is to get to understand more of the audience and the challenges. So I thought a wonderful way to do this was to really give a gift by helping you uh, through this sort of process. So I'd just like to say a huge welcome to my guest today, Michelle Clark. Hey, hi, Chris. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Fantastic. I'm really, really good, thank you. And and, and so pleased to have you on the show. I think hopefully the enthusiasm that I have for uh, this system has come across in the introduction because I yeah. generally... It was a beautiful testimonial, and I was really excited about being on the show. Thanks for asking me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So, so maybe what we should do, Michelle, perhaps we can start the conversation just by explaining to people what is this concept of flow? Oh, okay, great. Well, yeah, I think put simply, um, in its easiest, easiest term, flow is the path of least resistance. If you think about the way that a river will flow, a river will always follow the path of least resistance. It will always go the easiest route for it to take. And so when you think about flow from a business or personal context, it's allowing people to do things that they're really naturally talented at that they actually enjoy doing. So when you're in flow, it's, it's so much easier and you're just following that path and there's no resistance there in the way and, and things run very, very smoothly. Other people sometimes call it luck, you know, periods of luck when, when things just go right for you all the time. And does that mean that you're only perhaps doing things that you love doing? Because I'm sort of very conscious. I, I had a guest a few uh, last year called Dr. Ivan Meisner, and and oh. I, I, Ivan shared with me uh, his understanding on take on success, which was that when it all was distilled down to a single statement, uh, people were really successful. The ones that were really successful were got very good at doing the things that other people didn't like doing. Mm. Uh, so I just wondered if that you know how that affects flow is flow just about doing things that you love doing or is it just about uh, being in this river and well yeah and, and, and you know it, and Dr. Ivan Meiser is a great example of someone who is in flow he's built an entire business around his natural passion and his natural talent which is networking and building teams you know that's actually what his natural um, talent is so it's a little bit more than just doing the things you love because if it was just doing the things you'd love I'd be eating ice cream all day um, it's, definitely, it's definitely about the things that you're really talented at as well. So it's, it's the things that you find really easy and straightforward that you just really enjoy doing. And, you know, when you think about when you go to work, the tasks that you relish, it doesn't feel like hard work. It, you know, you, you, you're surprised the boss even lets you do them because it, it feels so easy. That's being in flow. And, of course, you get great results when you're in flow as well. And I guess there are also certain areas that maybe people have, 
can, ex can relate to. It might be doing accounts for you. It might be even standing up and doing a presentation when actually that doesn't feel naturally comfortable to you. Yeah, exactly. And everybody knows themselves what are the things that they're naturally talented at that they really enjoy. And they know the things that they find really hard work because when you're in flow, those things that you're naturally talented at, um, they come really easily to you. Uh, you're able to get really great results. Your productivity increases. You find that there's a lot more accuracy in what you're doing. And of course, when you're doing the things that you're not talented at that you don't enjoy so much, it's, it's harder work. It feels like you're having to use more energy. Uh, one of the things that people often say when they're in flow is that they come home at the end of the day and they're energized. Whereas when people are out of flow, they come home and say that their energy is zapped. And, you know, we hear often people talking about the need to have this work-life balance because people really are actually getting, losing their energy in the workplace. So they have to come home to, to get energized and, and to get back into flow almost. So, yeah, when you can be in a job where you just, you, you're, you're getting to do those things that you do enjoy doing, whether it be that you're great at accounting or whether it be that you're great with customers um, or you're great at coming up with big ideas or, or maybe you're really good at, um, at, at, you know, getting the team inspired, there's, there's something specific that's a natural talent to you, uh, which will allow the team to create flow because they know that you get great results when you do it. Uh, and what I, I'm just sort of suddenly started thinking of a few people that I know who maybe are in their flow in the nature of the work that they're doing. Uh, maybe they're, I don't know, you know, a surgeon in a hospital, for example, doing work that they love doing. But there are so many other factors that are stopping them uh, and, and de-energizing them. Mm -hmm. uh, how... How does um, you know, how does that factor in when the environment's maybe impacting your flow? Well, environment's actually a, a big factor in flow. Um, there's there's a lot of things. You know, it's one thing to be doing something that you're naturally talented at that you enjoy doing. Um, but if the environment is set up in the wrong way, well, then you still can't do it. And, and we talk about the different energies and, and eight profiles, and hopefully I'll get a, a bit of a chance to explain about that later on. But, um, you know, if you imagine a, a sales team, for example, right, like let's say a call center, you know, a call center is going to be loud and vibrant. There's going to be a lot of noise going on. Um, there's got to be lots of room to maneuver and move about and, and create space and create connection. So if you put everybody in little boxes um, and separate them all where they can't see each other, then they're not going to be able to operate very effectively. So Actually, environment plays a, a crucial role in, in being in flow as well. But it depends on what your natural style is as to what the environment is that you like. So if you're a very studious person and you're great with uh, information, analyzing data, uh, you're really good at uh, attention to detail and systems, well, then you're not going to enjoy that open atmosphere where everyone's making a lot of noise and mm. getting connected. You're going to enjoy having a more structured environment where you can really focus and it's a lot quieter. So, so definitely environment plays a, 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 big, a big part in it as well. And I suppose if you're an entrepreneur, you can choose that environment and, and create it around who you are. If you're in an organization, perhaps you can modify some of that. Maybe you're going to do work in an office for a bit of the day. Uh, or I suppose that is, is the question that actually you need to choose that environment carefully so it suits you. Yeah, I think, I think it can be challenging for both entrepreneurs and um, people in corporate environments. Um, oftentimes, you know, entrepreneurs are working in one space because that's the one space that they've created. And I'll see their desks or see their space in maybe their home office or their small office and everything's in one place. So they still don't have the opportunity to create different environments. Um, I, have a, I have a master trainer called Jan who works with me. He's a, um, he's a very um, innovative person. So he's really great at coming up with big ideas. He loves making big, bold plans. And the, the best space for him is when he gets to be outside. When he's outside and, 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 and gets fresh air and connects with the water, he gets an opportunity to be really creative. So, you know, different environments and different spaces definitely can, can affect how that flow is. And I think you kind of know yourself 
uh, what, what environment you want to create. But, but being in one place and, and trying to do everything from one space can, be, can also restrict flow in the same way as just doing the tasks that aren't your natural strengths as well. Fantastic. And what, what would you expect to see when people really are in flow? You know, what would mm-hmm. you see and feel and hear that might be different from somewhere that isn't? Oh, this is so cool when we see teams that are, uh, are in flow and getting into flow. Um, the first thing that, that we really notice is that everyone's having a lot more fun, right? So immediately the feedback we automatically get from the teams that we've worked with is that they're having more fun, they're communicating uh, much clearer, there's a much higher level of trust amongst each other. So all of a sudden people are trusting each other to get on with their jobs and to create that flow. Their productivity increases greatly. Uh, the results increase greatly. You know, we see financial returns coming back to the company very, very quickly after we show teams how to get into flow. Um, individuals, we know teams. I was just speaking with, with one of our clients in Australia last week, and she was saying that um, she literally has to kick her team out of the office at the end of the night because they're creating so much flow and having so much fun that they don't even realize what the time is. You know, it's like time stands still. Um, whereas, of course, if you're clock watching in the office, it's really because you're not having that much fun. So being in flow is a, and being in an environment with a team that's in flow is extremely energizing, extremely invigorating. And, and teams in flow just create much bigger results and they just don't have those little tedious problems that teams who are out of flow really seem to have and, and you know, create such a, a block for them. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think we probably, many of us can think about teams that we've, we've been in where, there is absolute flow where it is fun, where it's energizing. And how much more did they or did you actually achieve in that environment versus mm. somewhere which is, you know, blocked and, um, and, and not upbeat and not fun? Anyway, we're yeah. gonna, we've got to go to commercial break now. So we're going to come back after the break and we're going to talk about with Michelle about the concept of where flow came from and actually, you know, start to move into how can we actually achieve this flow and get into some of these profiles, which are, I think are really exciting. So we'll speak to you again after the break. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and is the co-founder of BR Public Relations, who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to The Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you lead a team of any kind, you need to listen to this show. Tune in to Leading with Emotional Intelligence, hosted by Esther Orioli. Esther provides you with the tools and techniques you need to harness the power of EQ to stop setting goals and start changing behaviors in your organization. Get the latest concepts in EQ from a top-of-the-house perspective and have your questions answered on air. Leading with Emotional Intelligence is broadcast live every Wednesday 
at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again of bemoreachievemore.com. And if you do have any uh, comments, clearly send them to info at bemoreachievemore.com and we'll do our very best to ask your question or check out the Facebook page at, uh, at Facebook slash bemoreachievemore. Now, I was just chatting with Michelle in the break and I was just asking her, and we're, we're chatting around, you know, what are some of the things that we might see or feel if things are not in flow? So I just... We could just start with that question, maybe, Michelle. Yeah, sure. Well, as I said earlier on, that, that flow is really the path of least resistance and imagining how a, a river would always follow that path. And and I suppose, you know, if the listeners are, are just thinking about this themselves, you, you've probably heard the phrase, Chris, trying to row your boat upstream. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had a good go at that once or twice. Yeah, past. I think we all have. <laughs> Another phrase that I've heard used is wading through treacle. Yeah. Um, and, of course, when you're trying to row your boat upstream, it uses all your energy. It's really hard work. Um, and, and when it feels like hard work or when something, you know, is hard work, that's a pretty good indicator that you're out of flow. Um, it's kind of, it's impossible to be, um, doing something that you love, that you're naturally talented at and finding it hard work. So whenever it feels like hard work, it's a really good indication that you are actually already out of flow and you can stop and, and, and have a look and have a, have a rethink about what you're up to. I think that's a really good, really good sort of phrase there, thinking about when it's hard work. When it really is hard work and everybody's straining, mm. um, actually, are there some things that we could do to help make it feel less hard work? Because- well, you know, one of the one of the highest causes of, of absence right now in the UK is work-related stress. Uh, and, you know, probably a good number of the listeners have, have experienced that at some point. Well, stress can only get caused when you're out of flow. You can only get stressed when you're doing something that is hard work that you really don't enjoy, that you just don't know how to do. When, when you're doing something that you love, that you really enjoy, it's impossible to get stressed. And, and I guess the question is, well, you know, that's easy for you to say, Michelle, but, you know, I've got 101 things to do in my job. And, and this is what we go in and help organizations to understand that when they put people in positions and give them accountabilities, which allows them to focus at least 90% of their time on the things that they love that they're talented at, well, then all of the results increase and everyone has a lot more fun uh, and they do enjoy their jobs a lot more. So really for, for the bosses out there to be thinking, well, you know, what tasks could I start giving to people in my team that would allow them to spend more time in flow? Um, because then that really changes and, and changes everything. Like we see, we see organizations literally doubling their results, you know, like doubling their turnover, doubling their profitability in very short spaces of time, six, 12 months, because they're working in flow and they're focusing on just having team members doing that. Fabulous. Can, can, you, can you just share to me where this concept of flow came from? Well, the, the flow is not something that's new. In fact, it's like over 5,000 years old. Um, the Chinese have known about this for thousands of years. They created the I Ching. The I Ching is a wonderful book. By the way, 
it's pronounced I Ching, but it's spelled the I Ching. Um, and it's an amazing book that the Chinese wrote about thousands of years ago about where flow, you know, what flow is and how to create flow. So Talent Dynamics and, and Wealth Dynamics, our sister company, really have taken those principles of flow um, and turned it into a, a profiling system where you can discover what is your path of least resistance, which is, is what the Chinese have known about all these years. And I guess many of us have just forgotten about it, you know. So let's move on then. That's fascinating. You know, what, what, how do we actually go or what is the fastest way to achieve it? To achieve flow? Yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the great flow paradox. It, it's, it's actually impossible to get yourself into flow. And this is what most people who are listening are going to be thinking about because they'll be saying, well, you know, it's easy for you to say, Michelle, I should just do the things I love that I'm naturally talented at, but no one, nothing else in the office would get done. Right. <laughs> you know, people would be would be giving me a load of strife and not getting the other tasks done. So what's really interesting is about about flow is you cannot get yourself into flow. You can only get other people into flow. So the first thing that you want to do is sit down with your team and say, OK, right, let, let's assess what our natural talents are and our natural strengths are. And everybody kind of knows this or stuff already. So you could sit and have this conversation with the rest of your team members and say, well, you know, if there were a couple of things that you that you really didn't want anyone else to do because you love it so much and you enjoy it, what would they be? And people will tell you, these are the things I want to do. Uh, And if we said, well, what are the things we should take off you, which will allow you to spend more time doing the things you're talented at, what would they be? So sometimes just a simple conversation by asking people these things and and teams can really start to restructure, reorganize themselves, give people different accountabilities. And that's the quickest and easiest way to create flow is just to actually have a conversation and start start diagnosing it for yourself. Uh, However, uh, you said to, that it's not easy to do it for yourself. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're a sole business person, um, could you not also do the exercise yourself or maybe with a, with, with a mentor or somebody to uh, enable you to establish it for yourself? Well, I think definitely, um, definitely if you're wanting to explore what flow is and how to, how to get into flow, you definitely want to talk to someone who's, who's qualified. And, and, you know, we've got Talent Dynamics consultants and, you know, you're one of those consultants. There's plenty of people out there who can, who can help you to identify this. I think one of the challenges for entrepreneurs is, again, you know, you still can only get other people into flow. And as an entrepreneur, you're expected to be all things to all people. You, you know, you have to be able to, <laughs> you know, buy the light bulb, change the light bulb, do the photocopying, do the selling, do you know, everything. Uh, and this is the challenge most of them have. And, and it's why they, they wonder why their businesses only grow to a certain level. And of course, you're going to need additional resources. Richard Branson, uh, who everybody knows about Richard Branson, of course, you know, he famously is always saying, find people who are more talented than you and surround yourself with them. Right. You know, that, that's one of his mantras. And most of the successful people out there, that's what they're saying. And of course, there's no billionaire out there today who, who isn't surrounded by a couple of multimillionaires and some millionaires and some you know, other successful people. Nobody does it on their own. So I think definitely go out and find yourself uh, someone who can who can help you understand your natural path and, and, and some of the strategies you should follow. But also look to, to start building a team, particularly if you're a solopreneur as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is where it really comes into its own, because as we'll see through the system, it helps you understand the kind of person that you need to employ. Well, yeah, because most of us, most of us are attracted to people who are like ourselves. We can't help it, right? We like people who are like ourselves. So we tend to surround ourselves, especially as entrepreneurs, we tend to surround ourselves with people who are like us, who, who have a similar thinking to us and a similar decision-making process. Because, of course, we agree and we really think that we're, we've got great ideas. Um, but actually, as a solopreneur, you, that's probably the last person you want to be partnering with right now. You want someone who's a very different profile. So, um, yeah, having, having those different profiles and working with a consultant who can actually tell you 
which profile is the best one to compliment you in your business right now because there, there are actual um, there are actual models as to as to bearing in mind what your profile is who you should be looking for to work with as well to help you create flow in your business I was very delighted this week I've, I've just brought into my business uh, I have a new executive assistant and uh, Annette when I work through her profile because it's something I, I my clients often use as part of the recruitment process and, and I used it with her and what I also did is I comp- let her see mine and we had a conversation around <laughs> it and, and, and you know it was wonderful because uh, I just supported the decision I've made because if you put the profiles together they almost made a hole. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, it was it was fabulous. So we'll talk about that more. But let's um let's move into uh, understanding the um, the system and the eight different profiles. Could you share with us uh, this system? Sure. So um, talent dynamics and wealth dynamics is is um, a model that there are eight profiles. Okay, uh, not sixty four, not twelve. There's there's eight profiles, and when you take a test, either the wealth dynamics or the talent dynamics test, you're going to come out as one of those eight profiles. And each one, um, you know, as well as giving you this level of self awareness about yourself, which is always really interesting whenever you take a profile test. But what's really great about this is then you realize there's a strategy that you can follow. So whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're um, a corporate employee, whatever is going on in your life, maybe you're retired and looking for some way to spend your time more effectively, then you discover that there's a particular profile and a particular way for you to do that. So the eight profiles are split into what we call four energies. And I'll I'll give you an overview of those four energies perhaps, and, and we can always go into a bit more detail about the profiles later so the um one of the energies is what we call a dynamo energy and 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 those people uh they're very creative they're very intuitive they're very strategic they're great with big bold plans um they love coming up with new things they love tinkering with things creating new products creating new programs uh and and they're always excited about something new they're great at getting things started and usually terrible at getting things finished right so so there's there's a group of there's three of the profiles on, on on that side then we have what we call a blaze energy and those people are wonderful with people. They're great at connecting with people. They're great at leading teams. They're great at inspiring people into action. They're really great at sales and marketing. Uh, and generally, you, know, you find them at the party talking to everyone and being quite extroverted. Uh, and there's a couple of the profiles that fit into that energy. And then we have what we call tempo energy. And those people are much more grounded. So they're, they're really connected to what's going on around them. They're fantastic at service. They're great with customers. They're really great at making sure things are implemented. And they're wonderful at making sure things get done on time. Uh, and, that, and that people get everything that they've been promised. Um, so really good at looking after those, those customers and those key accounts. And then we have steel-based profiles. Those people are fantastic with systems, great with data. They have a really high level of accuracy, really good with information and spreadsheets and analyzing information. And what we find is everybody, everybody um, has a percentage of these different energies, but then there's one profile that comes out which is uh, more prevalent to them as well. Uh, interestingly, you also find, don't you, that organizations adopt a certain style depending upon the dominance yeah. of the leaders? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, we, we, we can profile organizations in the same way as we profile individuals and we profile teams as well. What's really interesting using talent dynamics is not only do we profile them, but we also tell them based on what's happening in the economy, what strategy they should be following as well. So, you know, and, and, and this is great stuff that, like I say, the Chinese have known for thousands of years. And we basically turned it into something very commercial, which becomes very profitable for those organizations. Excellent. Um, you'll be able to find this uh, this model on on my website on be more if you if you look uh, and 
um, I think what is Michelle's is helpful in Michelle's explanation is, you know, at the top there, um, it's it's about uh, the um, the dynamo um, is about a uh, big picture, isn't it, and visionary. Yeah. Whereas when you get down to the tempo at the base, that's more groundedness. It's kind of in in the I Ching philosophy, that's earth. Yeah, exactly, uh, isn't it? So. I found that what I found a fascinating insight when I first studied this was the organizations I'd worked with, Michelle, whereby where um, people in the regional offices who were close to the coal face and the operations and, mm-hmm. and the detail often felt that the head office who came down with lots of visionary ideas were in a, in a different space <laughs> or a different planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and actually when you look at that, you realize that it's just purely because they're, they're coming from a different angle aren't they well we see this all the time between individuals in the office and also between teams you know the sales team wondering why the finance team they're not getting on and it's because they have very very different ways of thinking when when they understand that there's actual value that they can that they can add to the team in a a very specific way all of a sudden you look at those opposites and you start to value them all of a sudden whereas before you found them a little bit frankly a bit of a pain in the butt you know getting in in your way of stopping you doing your job well so it's wonderful when people start to realize the value of the opposite to themselves yeah Fantastic. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break now, but when we come back, um, Michelle, I'm sure will explain uh, succinctly the eight uh, different profiles. Uh, and so we'll be back to you, with you very, very shortly. the market's up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim layritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show he's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players owners and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view you won't want to miss a single episode The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for information purposes only. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. 
Hi, this is Chris Cooper back with my guest today, Michelle Clark. We're talking about getting into flow. And I think you probably, have, if you've listened so far, realizes a lot of energy uh, and flow going into this, uh, this <laughs> interview at the moment. And um, what we've got, got a, about 11 minutes in this segment. So what I'd like to do is ask Michelle if we can maybe talk about some of the different profiles yeah. and help you know, put this together. All right, sure. So you want me to go through those those eight profiles then? Let's start. Start. Let's start with the creator. Yeah, the the creator is um, the the fastest paced of all of the profiles. They're very visionary, very strategic. They they can't stop coming up with new ideas. It's just happening all the time. Ideas popping into their heads, new products, new processes, new systems, new ways of of running the business. Um, and they're always getting more excited about doing something new and 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 pretty terrible at getting things finished. Um, and Richard Branson's a great example of a creator profile. If you're looking for someone to model yourself on, um, he's always come up with new businesses. I think he's got over 300. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the star profile. Um, stars are also fantastic at creating new new things. But what stars are great at doing is drawing attention to the product or, or service that you want to launch. And stars are great at, at selling. They're wonderful at sales and marketing. They naturally build rapport with people. They love meeting new people. They're very good on their feet. They're great at um, inspiring others with their great stories, um, but they're not so good with the detail, and they usually kind of miss the attention to detail. Um, and Oprah, Oprah is a famous star profile, so she's someone to model yourself on if you find her a star profile. I, th- I think kind of just at a point though, because uh, I I, re- I relate quite well to the star profile, <laughs> <laughs> and my, my learning that was just so so valuable through. Studying this was, I, I always actually felt inside me that I I couldn't put myself out as the face of something because actually it was kind of showing off, and and I saw people out there who, who who sh- were almost showing off and it's like look at me how great I am and I d- didn't like that, mm. but what I realised through this system was that the great stars like Oprah Winfrey, um, Oprah isn't saying I'm great. Um, she never, she never has said I'm great. But what she does is she shines a light yeah. on other people. She shines a light on creators and their products and services. And I, I know many people who've tried to get onto the Oprah Winfrey show. I think I know one who actually made it, and and, and just by making it onto that show, um, had a huge uplift in terms of their their business. And you know, that's, so, the stars, so that's what the stars do. So for me, it helped me actually put my, my face out to be the face of Be More, Achieve More. And what I do through this show is I like to shine the light on my guests. Um, Which is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And, and, you know, how much more fun is it when you just get to spend your time doing that and not having to play around with the detail? Um, it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I, I just employ people to do some of the detail for me. Is my <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I've slowed you down there. Um, so oh, good. Okay. How, how, about, how about moving on to the supporter? So the supporter profile, um, all of the profiles are really great leaders, by the way. They all, there's a time uh, when they all should be leading the business. And, and, you know, as you realize that they have different strengths, you realize there's different times and, and projects for them to lead. But of all the profiles, the supporter makes the best people leader. So they're great team leaders. Um, they're wonderfully motivating and inspiring. They build confidence in other people. They see the potential in people that people don't see in themselves. And they really have an ability to draw that out. So they're fantastic. And, and they build a lot of loyalty with team members. They really, really care about the team and take great, great, great care of them. Um, but they're not so good with um, systems and data and analysis. So don't put them in an area where they've got to be pouring over spreadsheets. Uh, and a famous supporter profile is Jack Welsh, who, who headed up General Electric. 
um, a very famous supporter profile who, you know, one of the only companies to quarter on quarter continuously uh, improve their performance standards. Amazing. I've always heard he was quite a tough cookie as well. Yeah, I think um, supporters can be, although they're extreme people, people, they also know that they've got real deadlines and um, they know that they've got goals to achieve. So they very much want to get those things done as well. So they they can push to to make sure that tasks and deadlines are met. Fabulous. So what's the fourth profile then? The next one is the dealmaker. Um, And the dealmaker is the person who is out there meeting and greeting and networking all the time. They love meeting new people. Most of the dealmakers I know carry at least two phones with them because they've got so many contacts and so many people (laughs) they need to to speak with. And dealmakers in the the organization, they're always out there building relationships, building rapport. They're wonderful at bringing new suppliers to the table, uh, fabulous at bringing new clients to the table, um, really great at, at um, going out and headhunting and finding the right people for the team. And, and relationships are so important to them. Negotiating is really important to them. Um, so whereas the star is great at, at influencing people to buy, the dealmaker is great at, at really negotiating with people to get a win-win. Um, but, but don't expect them, to, don't expect them to, to follow systems and processes because they'll always value people more than they'll value systems. And a, a really famous dealmaker... Um, is um, Donald Trump. You know, he's, he's created all of his wealth through all the connections he has and the people who come to him to, with the real estate. Mm. Mm. So, so we're now moving into that bottom area, aren't we, the tempo area of the yeah. quadrant. So talk to us about tempo and what sits in there. Yeah, so the, the next profile is a trader um, and, and where the star is great at going out and bringing new clients to the table and finding new people, the star is not so good at the delivery and, and kind of taking care of the client afterwards. They just want to go out and make some more sales. Well, the best person to look after the client and really build a strong relationship is the trader profile. They're fantastic at building really strong relationships, getting to know people very, very well and, and service is so important to them. You know, delivery of what's been promised is really important to to them implementation is really important they really connect to what's going on around them and they're they're very sensory they're really tuned in with what's happening so when it comes to detailed implementation uh, and getting those projects actually done and making sure all those good ideas are actually happening the trader is the best person to do that so if you can put them in roles where they can have key account management and look after those key customers, they're going to thrive and they'll ensure the customers stay. So oftentimes when a trader leaves the company, the customers leave too because they've built such a strong personal relationship with the trader. So, so put them in those roles, but don't expect them to be creative. Don't expect them to come up with new plans and strategies because they'd much rather be implementing than creating. Uh, and a famous trader is, is George Soros, who's, uh, who's made his billions trading the stock market and you know, he was famously once asked, how does he know when the right time is to sell? And he said he gets a twinge in his back, you know? So, so it's much more about how he feels about things than, than anything else. Fantastic. So, so that's quite a, quite a lot of short-term closeness to the market, trading. How about then the, the next one, which I know is the accumulator? Yeah, the accumulator of all the profiles, the accumulator is the most risk-averse. So whenever they make a decision to do something, you know it's the right time and the right thing to do because accumulators really are great with the detail. They're great at um, analyzing the information. They really will make sure they know all the information before they make a decision on anything. And they'll do all the research in a thorough way. And as the word accumulator would um, suggest, they like to accumulate knowledge. They like to accumulate information uh, and make sure they know all those facts first of all. 
And they're also great project managers because they have a real natural sense of timing uh, and making sure that things get done on time. So they're not necessarily the best people to be looking after the team and project leading, but they're definitely the best people to be project managing. So if you can put them into those kind of roles, they'll flourish. And of course, the richest man in the world today is an accumulator. So, you know, he's a real safe bet. Warren Buffett is the richest man in the world. Um, and he's an accumulator profile who's built his wealth by going out and buying, uh, buying businesses at the right time for the right price. I don't know about you. I, I sometimes think that the accumulator gets a, a bit of a hard press because I often work in organizations whereby the organizations wanting to move at a really, really fast pace. And the accumulator can be seen as the one who's maybe procrastinating a bit, a bit indecisive, uh, yeah. even though they're very steady pair of hands. Accumulators get the worst time and, and it's really difficult for them because of all the profiles, they're actually the most introverted as well. So um, it's very easy to kind of knock their confidence and, and you know, kind of talk over them. Um, and, and, you know, we hear all the time organizations saying people need to be more positive, more optimistic. Well, it's very difficult when you know it's going to rain at 11 o'clock to, to say that in, a, you know, in, a, in an optimistic way. If it's going to rain at 11 o'clock because you've done the research, well, it's going to rain. And, and frankly, when it rains at 11 o'clock, you're going to get wet if you don't have an umbrella. This is what, what accumulators do really brilliantly in business. They'll tell you in business when it's going to rain. And, and if you don't choose to have an umbrella, well, frankly, your business is going to get very wet. So choose not to listen to them at your own peril is my advice. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple of minutes till the break. So how about the, the next sector? The, the profile is the, the Lord. The Lord profile, yes. The, the Lord profile um, is the profile who uh, is the best with managing the cash and controlling the information and controlling the budgets and, and analyzing the information. They're really fantastic at, at all that data management. They have a really high level of accuracy. Um, they, you know, they love checking things. They love proofreading things and making sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Um, they'll always make sure that there's a, a, a better way to manage the finances, a tighter way to ensure profitability. Uh, and, and they're great with those, those systems and procedures which really allow you to, to, to control all of that information. So they, they, can, they play join the dots with information in the same way as a child would play join the dots drawing pictures. So they can see exactly if a decision's made with this particular piece of information, this is the impact it's going to have. So give them as much information as possible to be able to make a decision. Um, but don't expect them to really inspire the team because social niceties is not something they particularly enjoy. And, and the richest man in England, um, Lakshmi Mittal, is a Lord Profile uh, from Mittal Steel Industries. Uh, and he basically bought up the steel industries that weren't making money. And then using the numbers and using the figures was able to build his businesses and change strategies for them to become more profitable. I think what's interesting there is that I wonder how many people out there have never actually heard of him. Because often, yeah. they've, got, often they've got their head down, haven't they? they well... Got- most of the people that I talked about on the kind of what we call the right hand side of the square are, are more extroverted. They're more in the public domain because they enjoy that. The people I'm talking about now are more on the introverted side. Um, so they do keep themselves to themselves. They're not really worried about being in the limelight. But actually, you know, already Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world, uh, one of the most introverted profiles. So you don't have to be making a lot of noise to be very successful, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to um, take a break again in a, for a few minutes and we'll come back and we'll finish off the, uh, the final part of the profile and um, share some other interesting concepts with you. I think a key kind of message out of this, though, is... This isn't about putting people into boxes. We talk about individual profiles. But what I like about this system is we're a blend of things. And uh, you know, that we'll talk about a bit more about that blend after the break as well. 
So I shall look forward to speaking to you again in another two or three minutes. Thank you, Michelle. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's uh, Chris Cooper here again of BeMoreAchievemore.com with my special guest today, Michelle Clark. We're talking about getting into flow. And Michelle, before the break, we were talking about the uh, the system and the eight different profiles. And I think I, I've cut you off after seven. So <laughs> <laughs> would you like to help people put this into a, a big picture? Oh, for, for, for the mechanic profiles who were saying, you haven't even described me yet. <laughs> Yeah. So the eighth profile is the mechanic profile. Um, and just as the word mechanic, you know, just as you would think about when you take your car to the garage, and I don't know how many mechanics are, are out there as in garage mechanics, but when I take my car to the garage, I have no idea what's wrong with it. And, and the mechanic lifts up the, the bonnet and says, well, of course, it's your your, your belt or whatever's wrong with it. And, and they look at me like I'm stupid because I didn't realize that. And this is what's amazing about mechanics in business is mechanics just know this stuff. You know, they can, when there's a problem, they, they can instantly see, first of all, what the problem is. They can see it quicker than anyone else. And, but not just the problem, they can see the solution. So mechanics are wonderful in business because they understand complex problems. They understand the solutions that are required to fix them and they can go and do it. But not only do they fix things because they're never content just fixing them, they always have to make them better. So a mechanic is always looking at how can they continuously improve systems, change processes in a way that's going to make the business more efficient. And so they love creating, but they love creating around systems and processes. Um, And sometimes they get mistaken for being a creator and they get asked to create new products and services, which isn't what they should be doing. They should definitely be looking at areas in the business that are already existing where they can really make big improvements. And um, a famous mechanic profile 
again, an introvert profile, so you mightn't have heard of him, is a guy called Ray Kroc. And he was the person who, who basically made McDonald's, the, the, the McDonald's chain, the franchise chain, what it is today. Um, he met with the McDonald's brothers and he was the person who implemented all the systems into McDonald's that allowed it to become franchisable. So you don't even need to know how to, you don't even need to, to have any restaurant qualifications to own a franchise. Uh, the average age of an employee is 17 because everything is laid out in such a structured, formatted way that um, you can go and, and, and make it just like any other McDonald's. And, and of course, Chris, you know you can go to any other country, any McDonald's, and they're just exactly the same. And it's because the mechanic who was able to build those processes. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. There's a lot of similarities. Oh, so I think, think that I had something strange once in a McDonald's in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> so they do some regional variation as well, but not a lot. <laughs> I, I think Michael Dell, uh, Dell is another organization, isn't it, with a, a very mechanic called Background, um, getting selling computer systems via the internet online. Yeah, exactly. Some of the some of the businesses we can actually put into um, different profiles, and and you know, oftentimes they they follow the profile of the person who set them up. We we quite often find that um, that entrepreneurs follow their natural flow because they do naturally get attracted to do something that they love, um, and therefore they set up the business you know following their natural flow as well. And then you know, someone like Steve Jobs. Um, from Apple, uh, you know, create a profile, very, very innovative, very funky. It's all about what can we do that's more innovative, more exciting, um, more fresh. So, yeah, you, you will find that even even as they become uh, major corporates, they still follow that natural flow. Brilliant. So, so let's let's now just move on for people who are thinking, well, actually, I can relate to a few of those. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm one of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what do you do there? Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that we find with organizations is is that the way that they build job profiles is they do expect you to be all of them, right? So um, job profiles are created in a way that you need to be innovative and creative. So you need to be a dynamo. Uh, you need to be great with people and leading people and motivating them. So you need to be a good blaze. Uh, you need to be really great with customers and service and implementation. So you have to be tempo. And of course, you've got to be great with profit and loss and, and, and um, detail. So you have to have steel. And this is the biggest challenge that people are trying to become a jack of all trades and therefore become a master of none. And you just need to look at David Beckham to know that becoming a, a master in your trade is what really allows you to excel and become world class. You know, you don't find David Beckham competing at Wimbledon um, or, or, you know, doing a bit of swimming as well because he knows that football's his game and he knows that he understands how to play that game. This is the thing with talent dynamics. When you discover what your profile is, you're going to find there's a particular game that you can play really well. Now, not only does he just play football, but he also has a particular position on the pitch as well. You know, he doesn't play in goals one week and then centre forward the next. He plays one particular position and one particular game. That's what allows you to become world class. And that's what allows you to create that flow when you really get that you can play one game very well. And that, that's really the benefit of doing your profile is identifying your game. There's a couple of interesting observations that had come up for me at Thoughts. When I've worked with this with with, with very senior people in companies. Occasionally I meet people who are feeling a bit broken because they've had feedback um, from people who are saying they're not this. They could be a bit more creative. They could be more visionary or they could. And, and, And what's really interesting is when you look at that feedback is I'm able to tell based upon that feedback, what the profile is of the person who gave the feedback. (laughs) Because people want people to be like themselves, don't they? 
Yeah, exactly. And we hear all the time that, you know, to be a great leader, you need to be very visionary and really great up front and leading the team. Well, of course, that's a natural style for a star profile or a supporter profile. Um, But that doesn't mean that all the other profiles aren't great leaders because they are. And there's different times and places. So it can be a bit frustrating when there's this little kind of pigeonhole box that that people want to put you in. And another thing I want to share, too, was I was thinking about a, a, a senior finance director, actually, that I undertook. I did did some work with the whole board around uh, this this profiling. And, and when I was debriefing him, what we found with his profile was that it was very balanced, actually, one of the most balanced profiles I've come across. Oh, right. yeah. and, and he'd always been in finance, and he was fairly close to retirement. And what we also realized, he could do things like at the, the company Christmas party, he would do a one-man act. <laughs> and entertain that way. How many finance directors will do will do that? Not many. <laughs> Not many. And, and and I think the the, the the sad thing for him in some ways was he just said when he looked at it, he just thought, I've pigeonholed myself and, and into being a finance person for the whole of my career and I hadn't realised I could do so much more. Yeah. And now this has dawned on me. I wish I'd discovered this so many yeah years before um the, the positive thing we were able to talk about retirement and how we might be able yeah. to use that in retirement um but i you know really can have quite a an it impact does. on it the, the biggest release that people say to us when they've done their profile and had a debrief is this allows me to now be myself right yes <laughs> this now allows me to be myself that's the biggest release that we can really give to someone and it's just such an amazing gift when they just find out what they're talented at and allows them to be themselves and just create flow in the way that they most naturally want to do it you don't want to retire and go home at the end of the day when you're in flow you're having too much fun so it's a it's a whole different way of experiencing your life and most people 70 percent of their life is spent at the workplace right that's a lot of time to be not doing something that you enjoy or that you're good at Fabulous. Michelle, we've got a couple of minutes left and, until the break now, and I just want to ask you, you know, how people can um, go, you know, undertake their profile. How can they find out what their profile is? Oh, okay. Well, the first thing you could do is try and guess, <laughs> just based <laughs> on the explanation that I gave. Uh, but the best, way, the best way to find out your profile, because not only are you going to find out which of the eight profiles you are, you're also going to discover your secondary profiles as well, which is, is other areas where you can create flow. You're going to discover there's a particular percentage that you've got of each of those talent frequencies I explained earlier, which, which will also give you a, a greater understanding of how you can create flow. So the best way to do it is to actually... Uh, you know, talk to someone like yourself, Chris, who, who's a, a talent dynamics performance consultant. Take the profile test. That's what I always advise people to do. You know, guessing's great, but frankly, you might think you're a star when actually you're a supporter. So go take the profile test online and then have somebody explain it to you and, and, and really get into the detail of, of what that means for you in your particular role right now. Fantastic. Well, I'd like to just just sort of following on from that, Michelle, I've I've would like to really offer people the opportunity, and I think it'll be a you know, limited number of people, probably the first 20 people who go to the Be More, Achieve More shop um, or email me at info at bemoreachievemore.com. And I'd like to personally undertake and debrief your profile. And I want to do this because I'd really like to add value to uh, my listeners and also 
like to be quite honest to to talk to some of the listeners of the show and find out more about you and what's important to you. But I, I thought a great gift would be to undertake your profile. We'll do it over Skype. Um, I'll do that for a fraction of the investment of what I'd normally charge. I mean, my corporate mentoring weight, I'm charging sort of £450 an hour, that sort of thing. But I would like to do this for you for um, a price of a, a couple of hundred pounds, about $297, where within that you'll get your token. Uh, and I will spend 60 to 90 minutes with you uh, one-to-one over Skype or possibly over a phone call, uh, really debriefing on you on your profile. Uh, if it, for organizations, I'm happy to do a profile for you, um, somebody in the organization. And then we can also talk potentially about how we might be able to bring the whole benefit to the team and, and release some of the benefits that uh, Michelle has talked about. Um, the other thing I will say is that this is just one tool in my tool, toolbox, but I, I just I love it um, very, very, very much and, and want to bring that value. Now, the other thing I'll just say, to, to do that, um, you need to listen to the show. Um, to use the code, or refer to the code BMAM Radio, that's Be More, Achieve More Radio, and, and either send me an email directly to info at bemoreachievemore.com or book it online at my website at bemoreachievemore.com in the shop. And also, perhaps share with me, um, obviously, your address and some background about your personal outcomes that you want from it. Um, Michelle, been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Oh, thanks. I've really enjoyed it. Talking about my favorite subject, flow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I'm feeling really in flow having chatted with you. And, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and uh, on next week's show, uh, we have a, a wonderful speaker and author, Paul de Troyes. He's live from South Africa. He's going to talk with us about great service. Uh, he's, um, he's, he's a tremendous guy, and I'm really looking forward to interviewing him. And any comments or feedback? Info at BeMoreAchievemore.com, and I shall speak to you again next week. Thanks, Michelle. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.